It's five o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. It's like we've been here all along, hasn't it, Pilkington? Like never a dull moment. I never it's doubted like you, been P-Man. Here for hours. It's like we've been here for hours. Hello again, everybody. Patrick Johnson with you. <laughs> To uh, to let you a little bit behind the curtain here, the whole system just crashed about five minutes ago, and it's taken this long to boot everything back up, which would be a problem because I'm planning on doing my portion of the pregame show from the Working Man's Beach this weekend, Pilk. 80 degrees? Give it up. Come on. Hey, I have to say, I'm a little jealous you're going to be at the beach because because it's going to be so nice. However, I'm tired of having to crack the windows in my car this late in October. Like I have a black car yeah. and it's just hot and we need we need fall weather, baby. We need fall football weather. This heat has been here since April. Go away. Good riddance. Well, goodbye. It's a. It started to get a little warm today. I had uh, some. Uh, I had to go over to the uh, capital city where Barney goes to party for some things. And uh, when I left this morning, it was a little little chill in the air after TOT, and uh, I had this big thing on. Uh, you know, like a, a pullover, and uh, about the time I was uh, leaving to come back, it was a little warm. It was a little warm. It was very spring-like. All right, so we're good, Pilk. Everything sounds good. Everything looks good. We're we're uh, we're fine, right? Is that what I'm to understand? You've never looked better, P-Man. Wow. Well, I don't know if that's saying much. All right, uh, welcome in. Uh, we've got the Houston Huddle today, brought to you by Healthwise Pharmacy. So that's coming up. And uh, also, uh, didn't get a chance to get to this yesterday because of the uh, logistics of the uh, Monday show uh, paired with uh, the responsibilities of inside Pirate Athletics at Tiebreakers. But we have the uh, uh, Chancellor of East Carolina University, Dr. Philip Rogers. He stopped by our pregame show. He does it uh, annually. I believe we usually do it on the homecoming game. So every year at homecoming, Dr. Uh, Rogers comes on. Of course, as we know, uh, he is a uh, a huge sports fan. He's just not the chancellor who, yes, I like sports. He is a huge sports fan. He is a huge ECU sports fan. He grew up in Greenville and went to all the games over the years and uh, was a ba- was a ball boy in basketball. So we we talk sports. We talk the university. We'll have that. And I think maybe near the back end today, Pilk, uh, we will um, we will get uh, to maybe some additional cuts from Coach Houston. Interestingly enough. None of the players uh, met with the media today. Uh, so usually we have some day of uh, highlights uh, as far as uh, comments from the players, but uh, they aren't there this week. So uh, we will we will see. Uh, it's a circle the wagons type of situation. Uh, I thought Coach Houston uh, was still upbeat. I know, you know, I, the first thing I asked him, Pilk, I don't know how much you paid attention to the show last night, but uh, the first thing I asked him was, um, you know, how just, you know, kind of give an overall assessment. And uh, interestingly enough, he said he hadn't slept very much. So 
I, I get it. I understand. So uh, that is that is uh, kind of where he was at uh, at that point. I and, and I, I look. I'm not a uh, a message board guy. No disrespect to Stephen Igo, who I like very much, uh, and uh, lots of disrespect to a lot of message board posters, but but none to Igo, who. That's a big part of Hoist the Colors, but I'm just not a message board guy, Pilk. I got other things to do in my day, and uh, I just don't have time necessarily or or remember to even go by. There's things I like to do during the day I don't remember to do sometimes. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, B-I-itch getting old, Pilk, as they say. But uh, I, I I just think uh, I got I get people send me stuff all the time uh, of that, especially if it pertains to me. They'll screenshot it and send it. But I guess this one... Uh, uh, mouth breather thought I thought thought the Patrick Johnson show from tiebreakers was uh, nothing but slow pitch softball practice. What's wrong with that statement, Pilk? Well, the problem is this is inside Pirate Athletics. This is right. ECU show. They contracted right. you out to be there. This is the coach's show. This is his show. Right. This isn't your show. And I think right. people need to realize that Scooter and I were talking about it last night. People keep saying, why doesn't 94.3 allow callers in? That was something I brought up last week. The, yeah, we aired on 94.3, but this is not our thing. This is something we're contracted out to right. do. And at the end of the day, this is for the coach. This is not to be a gotcha moment. This and is not to be a get him saying something hot. Right. This is just a, it's supposed to be a pu- nice thing. Nope. Pilt couldn't have said it any better. Well, not a nice thing, but it's a promotional vehicle. It's what's going on. And uh, if if you out there, uh, dear message board poster, would like to pay the mortgage at the John- at Casa de Johnson and all the other associated bills with uh, being P-Mania, I'll ask any damn thing you want. But you're probably not going to do that. So I'll ask what I feel like is uh, germane given the setting we're in. And as far as phone calls, uh, I'll give the number right now, 252-561-TALK. That's the new uh, number here, 561-TALK. Uh, I think it's 8255. I'm happy Correct. to talk to I'm happy to talk to the people anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Unless we give away something, though, unfortunately, the listenership is generally conditioned in this market to not shout out. The, the people that want to shout out go and they do the thing that's heard by a few dozen after the game and, and that's cool everybody's got to have their niche but that's about what it is but you can call here anytime you are I'm, I'm not going to blockade you from as long as you don't get me sued i don't care what you would say on the show so big bad message board posters any of you and we don't have to talk about ecu we can talk about anything you want especially today because i had everything mapped out and then everything crashed right before we went on so all of my notes from <laughs> from baseball we were going to talk some baseball today pilkington and all of my notes went by the wayside here i i'm always <laughs> down to talk some baseball man it's it's been a heck i know you are yeah but we've i been was talking about it from CS. kind of like the normal perspective not the yeah. the pilkington nerd perspective i was going <laughs> to let you have the pilkington nerd say because you were going to kind of fill in the blanks where i was more of the broad strokes here's just just how i see it tonight in philadelphia i'll, I'll watch game seven tonight because it is a tuesday night uh, and it is, and I'm not working, uh, and it is game seven. And that's the best words in professional sports, game seven. So I'll watch it for sure. Um, I, I, Pilk, if I'm wrong, you tell me here. I'm just trying to remember some of the things I'd read and notated. 
Uh, but I think it's the Phillies tonight. The thing that would concern me about Philadelphia is what if the bats are silenced again because so much of what they do uh, is uh, predicated on uh, how they swing the bats, especially at home. Always anonymous text line. I want to hear more about polo and curling. Again, this is not probably the show for that, but if you want to call in and and uh, educate, edumacate me on uh, that, I'll be happy to uh, to listen. 252-561-TALK. 8255 for those of you that can't spell. And after reading some of these message board screenshots that are sent to me, many of them can't. So... My thing is this, uh, Pilk, and I, I, I kind of have a soft spot in my heart for the Diamondbacks. You always have that Cinderella story, it seems, in, in the postseason in every sport. And sometimes they don't make it to the ultimate championship round. Sometimes they do. In this case, that team kind of seems to be Texas, Bruce Bochy, and uh, and I'm glad they beat in Dusty We Trusty in the Astros. That was a, a kind of, I didn't realize there were that many Texas fans in existence, but they, it seemed like they kind of took over Minute Maid Park, and their bats have been white hot. So, uh, look, Texas will be at home. I I kind of like the Rangers because they've come out in this thing uh, swinging, regardless of who wins tonight. I am rooting for the Diamondbacks again because uh, even though, well, for two reasons. One, Fox does not want a Texas-Arizona World Series. They do, They do not want that. That will not be ratings gold necessarily, but I will take uh, I will take that because Tori Lavolo, who manages the Diamondbacks, Pilk, uh, I know him from when he was the manager with the Indians in Kinston, and he would go over with uh, Nate Summers and myself to watch football games at ECU. He's been to a few ECU football games before. How about that? Uh, yeah, Tori has. It was uh, we would go. Uh, I remember going after the game once specifically, and Nate was driving. Uh, Nate and the girl he was dating at the time, and Lavolo and I were in the back seat, and we went through Krispy Kreme, got a little coffee. Tori got him some uh, Krispy Kreme dozen donuts. Nate took me home, and then those guys went on about, but uh, Lavolo and I were talking uh, UCLA basketball because he's a big UCLA fan. So Lavolo, Tori Lavolo, who has been to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and rooted for the Pirates, that's the reason tonight you should root for the Arizona Diamondbacks. How's that for some scientific research, Pilk? Considering all of the work I did, vanished. <laughs> you know, Patrick, that sounds like some stuff I would say. So I love that analogy right there as to why they should root for it. So, yeah, yeah unless you're like our guy Mark Miller, who's you know a born Phillies fan, root for the Diamondbacks. And if you didn't have a reason to, the P-Man just gave you one. So we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, so root for Lavolo. I... I I I don't even know who Arizona. I can't remember who Arizona's got going tonight pitching wise. I, and I don't. I will not pretend to know their pitching situation. I just know if they can duplicate that in what they did last night, then uh, you know I I I can't see. Again, Pilt, correct me if I'm wrong. I can't see this version of the Phillies scratching out like a two-one win. Maybe they will, but they're not built to do that. Yeah, no, they have not been winning that old-school way, kind of that way the Giants won their three over right. five years back then. But they've got Brandon Fatt on the mound to the D-backs. He's got a 2-1-3 ERA in the postseason with 15 Ks and one walk. So he's not going to give them a lot of freebies. Uh, however, 
Uh, Ranger Suarez is pitching for the Phillies. He has a .64 ERA this postseason. So maybe we do get a good old-fashioned pitcher's duel. I would like to see a good old-fashioned pitcher's duel. I love the 2-1 games, and not when it's 2-1 because guys can't swing, but 2-1 because pitchers are shoving. But I'm kind of with you, P-Man. It's like even if the games have started low scoring in this series, they found their way to get more and more runs. Uh, We kind of saw that last night. So, yeah. yeah. Other – other baseball note uh, reported the other day, Clayton McCullough, the Greenville native uh, and uh, ECU alum who's with uh, the Dodgers now and has done a great job out West uh, being interviewed by the Guardians. And one of my Dodger buddies, in fact, it was Brian Mull. Mull's a big Dodgers fan, uh, was uh, telling me today that uh, apparently the reports are that the Guardians, that's right, the Cleveland Guardians are uh, impressed or were impressed with, uh, with him. So we'll see. I, I, at some point, Clayton's going to land a big league job. I mean, this, the odds are in his favor to do that. And that's kind of how Lavolo, Lavolo got into the bigs as like a bench coach and worked his way up to, to the big seat. So there you go. Um, so that's it. For those of you who say we never talk enough baseball, we just did. And we'll talk the World Series because, you know, regardless of interest level personally or even around – when you get to the World Series, to a degree, when you get to the NBA Finals, even the Stanley Cup Finals, that's the that's the compelling parts of the season. You know, obviously the Super Bowl goes without saying, but those are the compelling parts of the season. Uh, one team that will not uh, likely make the Super Bowl are Pilks Carolina Panthers, and they will be back in action uh, this Sunday after uh, a bye week, zero and six, and we'll have that for you beginning at noon. On our sister station, Talk 1037 WTIB. Uh, Pilk will talk to Jim Zoki on Thursday about the Pirates and the Panthers. Guess what we're doing tomorrow? Uh, I heard from a little birdie. We may have someone else who's normally on this radio station just one day a week on the uh, on the show. That's correct. Yes, that would be Philip the Ref Pilkington. Oh, uh, Steve Logan's going to join us tomorrow on the show. He'll be here at 515 tomorrow live unfiltered and uh we have uh doug martin has got some family matters that uh are are going about right now that he's uh that he is uh in the midst of so uh, our uh, thoughts are with doug and his uh, family at this time but we'll we'll talk to doug soon enough but uh coach logan's gonna be uh bailing out doug martin again he's gonna come on with us tomorrow and i'm looking forward to, to hearing from coach so uh, and then you you produce that obviously, Pilk. So I do. Hey, you know, Patrick, I do have one thing to say about tomorrow, and I would never tell you how to run your show, but I'm going to give you a suggestion here. Play Coach some blues? is very well that too, but Coach is very long winded. We might just want to get all of our commercial breaks out by five fifteen and just go commercial, commercial, commercial because Coach can talk. No, I've no, noticed we're, that. We're, I try and tell him like, "Hey, right. Coach, we got to wrap it up," and uh, and Coach likes to keep going. Logan has free reign on this thing tomorrow, as far as I'm concerned, because there's a lot of things we can talk to him about ECU and beyond. It's an education anytime you get to listen to Steve Logan. All right. Well, we have uh, adequately uh, burnt through uh, a quarter of uh, this valuable public airtime, which is good because, again, everything came a crashing down. What was it? Seven minutes before we were supposed to go on? Six minutes? maybe five minutes, and uh, we just did get back to get logged in with uh, everybody. So great job, Pilkington, as always. We are taking a break, and when we return on the Patrick Johnson Show, we will have our Houston huddle. Don't you, don't you dare go away.
Download the new IVX Media app now and get the show for your ears and eyes. Doesn't it look great on me? This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. If you can't get enough of this dynamic duo, Pilkington and myself, we will be back at it tomorrow morning at uh, 7 o'clock on our sister stations. Talk 103.7 WTIB and Talk 96.3 because uh, the big hen is in the Big Apple. We are up for a station of the year in the Marconi Awards, which are going on tomorrow night in New York City. And uh, our very own Big Hen himself. Well, you think there'll be some name dropping now? Because he's currently at the Fox show The Five, which is what I think Pilkington watches during this show. <laughs> hey, how, and, how'd you um, figure out what I was watching when I was not paying attention <laughs> to doing my job? Don't tell the people. Gosh, Patrick. So uh, he's there with uh, Greg Gutfeld and uh, I know Jesse Waters. And I think Piers Morgan was in that picture we got. And some other people. Uh, so, yeah, big hand on the set of The Five. And what a good day to go up there. No Juan Williams today. That's a that's kind of a victory in itself from where I sit. Oh, it always is a victory when Juan is not no, on there's the five. No, there's no Juan Williams up. You didn't know I knew all that, did you, Bill? Yeah, I'm proud, right, Patrick. So, Tomorrow, uh, beginning at uh, 7 o'clock, talk of the town, and uh, we're going to have uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington anchoring the sports desk tomorrow. You got it, Pilk? You're good to go I've tomorrow? Got I've got it. I'm ready to go with some sports and whatever else we're going to – I know who our guests are. We have some exciting guests. I'm looking forward to both those, and uh, so i got to get yeah. up with you about what else we're getting into on the show. I'm not sure about that yet. Yeah. Yeah. So – um, the Big Hen in NY City. Yep, that was anonymous text line. That's right. The Big Hen and the Big Apple. There you go. All right. Uh, right now, uh, our Houston huddle. Speaking of talk of the town, uh, Mike Houston joins Henry and myself every Tuesday morning during the football season and uh, does that in a week in which there is a game. And there is one this week at Texas San Antonio on Saturday at 3.30. Our coverage will begin at 12.30 that day. But uh, we spoke with Coach Houston earlier today on the uh, Houston Huddle. It is brought to you by uh, HealthWise Pharmacy. And we start with uh, the question about after diagnosing the film, watching it multiple times since Saturday, what uh, Coach Houston uh, has found in the performance in the homecoming defeat against Charlotte. Well, you know, it's an, another close ball game for our team and, you know, one that we certainly had opportunities to win. And, uh, you know, I've, I've taken a, a close look at everything, all three phases. And so, um, you know, just depending on which phase you look at, you know, obviously we, uh, you know, we did not move the ball uh, consistently very effectively against a very good defense. Now, we knew that coming in. They've, you know, they've, they've played very, very well against a tough schedule this year. So we knew we'd be challenged on that side of the ball, but, you know, we did not. Uh, we were not productive enough offensively. Uh, you know, to to be able to put points on the board uh, when we needed to, and uh, certainly we had our opportunities. But uh, you know, defensively, uh, we at, at times we did uh, did well. At times we let them drive the football, and uh, you know, they the, the quarterback. You know, that was the that was the quarterback I was worried. I told him after the game, I said I was hoping you were going to play the other kid. I said because uh, you know number four. You know, he he was a. He was a four-star, signed at the University of Florida, dynamic athlete, and I think what they did with him against us on Saturday is what gives them a chance to uh, be successful, and that's you know put the ball in his hands and try to 
get the ball in the perimeter and give him options. And uh, I thought that gave them a shot on Saturday. But, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, we had a shot to win the game in the fourth quarter. And uh, we didn't make the plays we had to down the stretch in order to get that done. And that's what we got to we got to continue to push ourselves to improve to, uh, to, 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 to make those plays, to, you know, to put our kids in better opportunities to be successful. And, uh, so that's the focus yeah. today. So, uh, you know, we all saw the offense uh, had its problems on Saturday and uh, continues, yep. to, uh, con- continues to struggle to put up points. And, uh, I mean, we talked about this this morning before you came on. I mean, nobody's, nobody knows that better than you do. You're watching what we're watching. It's amazing to watch some of these comments online. Like, you're not seeing what we're seeing. <laughs> but, but we know that, uh, that you're seeing it and you're working on it. But, I mean, what, what, what do you think is the answer to the offensive problems right now? Have you, uh, so far, you haven't been able to dial up a solution yet. Uh, is right. it just a personnel issue? Well, it's it's continuity, it's confidence, it's um, you know it's it's taking practice to game day. I mean, uh, you know, the, the the frustrating thing for me is seeing guys make plays in practice, uh, routine plays, and then not being able to you know do that on game day. And uh, so that's you know that that is that is the first step is just you know trying to put our kids in better situations to be successful, and then trying to help them gain the confidence to go out there and do it on game day. Um, you know, that's, that, that's the first piece right there. You know, the, so, some of the stuff you, you know, you, you've got certain things you can control right now today and certain things that you can't. And that right there is something we can control. So that's got to be our first focus. We're talking uh, pirate football with uh, coach Mike Houston, head man for the ECU pirates. Good morning, coach. It's uh, Patrick here. Wanted to uh, ask you about some of the changes you made second half, fourth quarter uh, along the offensive line, and then Alex Flynn being put in in the fourth seemed to really uh, give you guys a little bit of a, a jolt on Saturday and were able to push the ball downfield. So anything that you feel like you could take from those changes and will translate over to uh, the week ahead and uh, Saturday in San Antonio? Well, we had we had a couple of guys that uh, have been practicing better. Um, you know, all along we – we said coming into the year we want to play about eight guys up front on the offensive line. We don't mm-hmm. want to play just five, but you know, got you got to have those guys, you know, practicing well and being ready to play. Uh, you know, so there were a couple of guys that had better weeks of practice last week, and you know, we had some struggles. Some guys that had some struggles in the first half, and it had uh, it, it hurt us offensively, and so we we made some changes at halftime. Uh, I would like to get to where we can just rotate those guys and you're not having to make changes because of, you know, struggling to play, but you're, you know, rotating guys in order to keep guys fresh. But uh, I did think that, uh, you know, Isaiah and Ryan went in there and played better, uh, but Poku played better, uh, you know, in the second half. And uh, certainly, you know, Alex came in and gave us, uh, gave us a spark there in the second half. Um, you know, he and Mason throughout the season at times, they've both given us a spark. And, uh, you know, again, with that position, uh, you just want to see better consistency. Um, you know, both of them did some good things on Saturday and both of them made some poor decisions on Saturday. We've got to, we've got to continue to try to make better decisions at the quarterback position because that is the key to the offense. But, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, we had the ball, we had a chance to drive, drive and uh, win the ball game and, you know, last drive of the ball game. Um, and we just we, we weren't able to make the plays in, uh, in in crunch time in order to get it done. 
And coach, a lot of that is uh, in large part the way your defense played. I mean, they were out there over 41 minutes, uh, but yep. uh, just played their hearts out. I know a lot of guys did, but uh, boy, the defensive effort was was impressive. Julius uh, Wood was one in particular that I know uh, we highlighted on the uh, coaches show on uh, Monday, and then there were obviously some others. But Wood's having a fantastic season for ECU. He is having a great senior season, and he's he is playing uh, at a level that we hoped he would. Uh, and, you know, a lot of guys on that side of the ball are. And uh, so, you know, again, like I said, I, I think we could have played better defensively. Uh, but, you know, certainly that's, it's not for effort. I mean, they, they play their freaking tails off and they compete. Um, you know, so if we can continue to, you know, correct some, some discipline mistakes and some execution mistakes, um, you know, I think we got a chance to, to, to be a very solid defense down the stretch. Mike Houston with us on our Houston huddle here this morning. As we have every Tuesday morning. Coach, I know at this point in the game, uh, you've almost got to be a psychologist or a psychiatrist trying to keep them together. You know, you, um, you, you, it's kind of, um, it's kind of legendary that when you've got a, a team that where the offense is playing great and the defense, uh, the offense is not playing great, the defense is playing great or, or playing well enough to win that you, you know, the finger pointing begins and people start to, uh, you start to have divisions and things like that, and vice versa. If it's the uh, if it's the the, the defense that's right. not playing well, how are you handling that? What's going on in the locker room? Well, if I could keep everybody on the outside away from them, they'd be fine. <laughs> uh, you know, it's you know between some of the questions they get from 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 people on the outside or media or whoever, uh, you know that's that's probably causes as much issues as anything. Uh, the kids have been great and. Uh, you know they're frustrated. They all want to win. They want to. They they're just like me. They want to go out there and 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 play at a high level and be successful and represent ECU in a in, in the manner that we all want. And and they're working very hard. Uh, the coaches are working very hard. Uh, nobody's more frustrated than the people in this building. Uh, and you know they will come in with a positive mindset today. And uh, you know if I if if we can just keep you know keep them kind of you know a little bit of a bubble. Uh, will be just fine, but that is certainly a you know a challenge with you know society. I mean, that's not just yeah. football. I mean, yep. everything. You know, I, who in the world knows what's going over going over over in the Middle East because what's accurate and what's not accurate? Who knows? Right. Uh, but yeah. you uh, you get a lot of opinions and a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that's you know at your fingertips, and so that's always the challenge. It's a challenge for me. You know, I just got to not look at stuff. You know, I can't. It'll it'll mess your head up, and so. Uh, the challenge is just, you know, trying to keep everybody in a positive mindset, keep everybody working very, very hard, keep everybody, you know, together, uh, and working towards a common goal. And that's to go down to San Antonio and get a win on, uh, on Saturday. So you got, uh, you got San Antonio this week and you got to go down to Texas. And, uh, so it's a, it's a, it's a business trip on the road again for you and the kids. And, uh, I watched, uh, San Antonio play, uh, I guess it was Florida Atlanta FAU on Saturday, and I watched some of that game, just kind of to see what uh, what they've got, and they look pretty good. <laughs> they're going to be tough. They're they're an, they're an old football team, you know. They are they are almost all of their starters are seniors. Uh, you know, they've got one or two transfers uh, defensively. Um, you know, the quarterback is a seventh year senior. He wow. Was a freshman. He was a freshman in the fall of 2017. So, um, you know, they are a very experienced, um, old football team. 
Uh, you know, they are a solid team. Uh, Coach Trailer, uh, I know him a little bit. You know, we've gotten to know each other over the past, you know, year or so. Uh, he's uh, he's done a great job there. Um, you know, the, the the recruiting down there has been very very good for them. So uh, we have a, certainly a challenge. Uh, it'll be a loud environment. Uh, it's you know they've got good solid support and backing down there. Uh, so it's going to be definitely hostile territory. So. You know, our mindset going in has got to be to to go down there as the the type of football team that we want to be, and you know, play our freaking tails off and play together and play with physicality and uh, you know, just work work better together to execute our game plan. And that's uh, that's the challenges we can practice is to prepare to do that. Coach, they also have a very physical uh, defense up front. Especially, they get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. That was something that. Uh, or is something that has plagued the team at times this year. So that offensive line is going to going to really have to uh, be cohesive. I, you know, FAU, according to some of the next gen numbers, had one of the more experienced uh, offensive lines coming back as far as being cohesive, and they they really had a a heck of a time uh, containing up front San Antonio. So uh, UTSA on defense, uh, old and very very physical. Yeah, and you know they have two two guys up front that are probably as good as we'll see. You know, Trey Moore is probably the best edge player maybe in our league, uh, and then Joe Evans, uh, interior defensive tackle, six three three forty, extremely athletic. Uh, you know, a guy that big, he's not a run stopper. He's a he's a guy that can generate pass rush, uh, and then you know the rest of their guys are very solid. But those two are you know pretty elite. But uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to be challenged uh, by a very athletic defense that runs very well. They're big up front. Uh, you know, they're they're the real deal. So, coach, uh, as far as points of emphasis this week, get back at it today on the practice field and uh, sort of keys to the game. What are you looking at this week for an ECU victory? Well, the bi- the big thing is number one for us to understand, you know, game plan wise what we're what we want to accomplish and, and how we're going to how we're going to go down there with a, a shot to win the ball game uh, and try to execute very very well. Uh, that's number one. Number two is is we have got to be the physical football team that I want us to be that uh, we we need to be. You know, and that's you know we we got to play with confidence and play with physicality and 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 get after them one snap at a time. Uh, and then you know the la- the last thing is going to come down to the mistakes and it's that, that's. You know, to go down there and, and knock them off at their places, we're going to have to, you know, take care of the football. We're going to have to create some turnovers. Uh, we're going to have to, you know, make plays in special teams, and we're going to have to capitalize on our opportunities. And so, you know, those are the things that uh, are the recipe for, for success and winning. Uh, and so we've got to do a great job of coaching the kids this week during practice to put them in that situation. All right, that is uh, Coach Houston and our Houston Huddle every uh, Tuesday during the football season, live in the mornings on Talk of the Town and the Encore here on the Patrick Johnson Show on Tuesday afternoons. Houston Huddle is brought to you by HealthWise Pharmacy. HealthWise, full-service pharmacy serving all of your health care needs, including retail prescription medications, durable medical equipment, in-home, in-home infusions, as well as infusions in their infusion suite located at 615B South Memorial Drive in Greenville. We uh, will continue on here with more of the uh, Patrick Johnson show. But first, Philip the Ref Pilkington with a 94-3 The Game sports update and 
Pirate Report. Pilk? Thanks, Patrick. We will get started in Pirate Athletics as always. The Pirates will be fo- we will be traveling down to UTSA to face the Roadrunners this weekend. And Frank Harris, their quarterback, is very mobile, just like the quarterback from Charlotte last week. And Coach Houston talked about prepping for them this week. And so we spent some time Sunday night, uh, you know, working against that stuff. Because if I'm Coach Trailer, I'm going to incorporate a few of those things into my game plan this week. And so we expect to see a few things and trying to prepare for that this week. Kickoff of that game will be scheduled for 3.30 with network coverage at 2.30 in our Bush Light Pirate Game Day countdown. We'll start right here on 94.3 The Game at 12.30 Eastern. The Saints star wide receiver Christian Alave was arrested last night for going 70 miles an hour in a neighborhood. The reporters have said that he was cooperative with the officers on site and did not resist arrest. No football-related punishments have been given at this time. Moving on to the Carolina Panthers, they have put three players on IR today. That is Jeremy Chin, Yitor Grossmatos, and Giovanni Ricci. Austin Corbett has been activated from the IR. The star offensive lineman has not played since tearing his ACL in the season finale last year. To fill the other two roster spots, the parents at the Panthers have agreed to terms with offensive lineman Brett Toth from the Eagles practice squad, as well as outside linebacker Luigi Villain from the Vikings practice squad to complete the 53-man roster. The Panthers will be back in action this Sunday against the Texans. That game can be heard on our sister station, Talk 1037 kickoff scheduled for 1 p.m. The Canes will be back in action tonight as they take on the Lightning at 7 o'clock as part of the NHL's Frozen Frenzy that will feature all 32 teams in action tonight. Rob Brendamore's club will try to snap a two-game losing skid. The NBA will get started tonight. The Nuggets will raise their banner and begin their season at 730 against the Lakers, followed by the Suns and Warriors at 10. Game 7 of the NLCS will be tonight at 8 o'clock between the Diamondbacks and Phillies as they try to battle for a trip down to Arlington to take on the Texas Rangers on Friday. Tonight's matchup will be Brandon Fatt against Ranger Suarez. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash Update and Pirate Report. On the other side of this timeout, the P-Man will talk to Chancellor Philip Rogers. Download the new IBX Media app now and get the show for your ears and eyes. Doesn't it look great on me? This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. All right. Uh, we got Pirate Game Day Countdown coming your way on uh, Saturday at 12.30 for Bush Light. And we will uh, be bringing that to you right here on 94.3 The Game, the new IBX Media app. Speaking of Pirate Game Day Countdown, uh, we were joined in the homecoming edition last Saturday by the Chancellor of East Carolina University, Dr. Philip Rogers, uh, and a uh, great conversation with him. We wanted to re-air that for you right now, but uh, Dr. Rogers, and we started with uh, talking about one of the monumental moments of uh, last spring. In fact, our guy Scott Shook gave a shout-out about this, and we referenced Shook in here a lot. And that is uh, Terrence Copper and his son both graduating this past spring with degrees. So uh, take a listen. Encore presentation of our Philip Rogers interview from the pregame. I remember looking out from the stage and uh, being very proud. I think our former chairman called you out. He did. Uh, during, <laughs> yeah. that game, during that event. Mr. Shook, he did. How's yeah. life with Scott Shook being the former chairman? Is that, has that made life a little? You know, the intensity uh, <laughs> of drama has uh, has dramatically declined and I bet. Uh, you know it, it, it's not a um, surprise that we had some of, one of our best years in history yeah i tell you though what, what i liked about what shock uh, shook did and has done is he kind of it seems like he's really given the board kind of a game plan and a vision 
that, that maybe it had lacked in recent years. He, he has, uh, Scott Shook did a tremendous job as chairman of the, the ECU Board of Trustees. You know, I came in and uh, was really able to work hand in hand with him to build a, a really strong future to set us up for uh, being a trusted institution, an institution where the public has a significant amount of confidence in us and wants to invest in us with their time, their talent, their treasure in so many different ways. And uh, being able to do that uh, can only happen when you have a strong board of trustees that is not only connected among themselves, but it's connected to the institution and the administration. And uh, Scott led us into that. He's handed the reins over to uh, Jason Poole, who's doing a great job as well. We've got uh, Chancellor Philip Rogers with us here. We were just talking going to break about a, a rivalry. All the guys, Steve and I go and TCOP and Joe say, no, I say yes, because they're in the conference, they're in the state. Now let's hope it's a one-sided rivalry in favor of the Pirates for, for many, many years to come. But uh, I think it's a good thing to have a an in-conference team in the American. It, it is, and it's good for the state of North Carolina when our public institutions play each other. Uh, it drives a significant amount of economic development uh, throughout this region when our teams come together. Uh, now, look, I more than anybody want to go one and zero today, right? <laughs> and uh, I want to keep that trend uh, for the future. And so, uh, we're very proud to welcome uh, UNC Charlotte into the American Conference this year. I talked to Commissioner Oresco yesterday and told him we were excited uh, for this inaugural game between these two schools. You like me, and I talked about this beginning of the show. Remember. Jeff Charles on radio, two o'clock starts many, many years ago, this time of year. And uh, it's come a long way since then, but that was uh, the, the voice of our youth and, uh, and our adulthood as well, as far as the Pirates go. Yeah, I, I remember growing up and I was either on home game days uh, in where the Boneyard is now, uh, which was just an open area with right. a scoreboard above it, and we'd catch extra point balls in the end zone, or on away game days, uh, we'd have the... the radio playing in the backyard while I was tossing my own football around. Right. Uh, and so Jeff Charles was a part of that uh, since I was a, a young guy here in Greenville, and uh, he will he will certainly uh, continue to live on with a great legacy here at ECU. We've got Chancellor Philip Rogers with us here. Great to have uh, Chancellor Rogers with us here. Uh, a couple other things with sports. Obviously, it's a tough year for, for football. Are you still relatively satisfied as far as the direction of the program, the current stability of the program, even though it's not showing in the wins and losses right now? Yeah, I think, I think the stability of our entire athletics department is, uh, is incredibly strong. You know, you, you take a look at our uh, volleyball team yesterday, knocking off uh, Memphis, doing great things in the American Conference. You've got uh, our soccer team that's got um, senior night on Thursday night over here on campus uh, that's been uh, showing up every game this year in, in great ways. Uh, and I'm hoping that we can uh, begin to reset expectations here with uh, with football, get a win today, and uh, turn this thing around for the rest of the season. And with the Chancellor, folks, this isn't just he's reciting talking points from a note card. I mean, he, he's a sports fan. You're a, a pirate oh. fan, and I, so you know all of this. I, I love pirate athletics. And, yeah. uh, in fact, uh, Coach Higgins got his 100th uh, win sure did, this yeah. past week. Um, and you can tell everybody I don't have a note card in front of me. I just love <laughs> ECU sports that much. I keep up with it, and I want to see us be successful uh, because in so many ways, when you have a successful athletics program, it uh, it generates energy throughout the rest of the university community, the Greenville community. It brings uh, people onto campus like it did today, uh, driving in. All we saw was purple and gold, and uh, and, and we need that momentum uh, with this institution. And basketball, you were famously a uh, or infamously a ball boy here. Yeah, one, one of the two, right? That, and that's uh, right. And but basketball, there's. 
to be, I mean, I can't think of a time where they were picked so high in the preseason men's basketball. No, uh, basketball is one of my favorite sports. And uh, I was talking to uh, Coach McNeil last week, and her team is picked second in the conference. We've got the men's uh, team picked fifth. And uh, Coach Schwartz was on the field uh, at their last home game on Thursday night. And you know, it seems to me that he was really proud of the fact that uh, we've retained our players. Uh, he's building a program, and I think most importantly for him, he's building a culture within that basketball program that uh, they're really focused now on their performance uh, on the court and uh, have a great showing this year in basketball. I'm really excited about what he's doing with this program. Cy Seymour was here a minute ago. I'm I'm asking you to get Cy in the Hall of Fame for sports. I don't know if you have nothing to do with it, I know, but I'm just, I'm at, and then our guy over here, Terrence Copper, T-Cop, we got to get him in the Hall of Fame. I got people that are on the committee sitting across from me saying, Terrence no Copper promises. and Cy Seymour, that's, that's, that's my, I'm going to lobby Copper. for them. Anyway, he was one of my favorites, and Thank of course, you. Cy Seymour, you can't, uh, not a better person. You cannot say ECU basketball without uh, the name Cy Seymour coming uh, alongside it. Sure. Great guy. I know we're close to basketball season because I'm getting my daily calls now from Cy. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, Chancellor Rogers is with us here. A couple of, uh, uh, one other little athletics uh, sort of note. The, the league is new this year. Conference realignment is forever changing. One of our members, SMU, is leaving. So there's a lot that is going on uh, with that. How, you've talked to the commissioner. I know you have a regular dialogue with uh, Mike Oresco. How do you feel kind of where the American is positioned? I, I think we're in a, in a great position of strength at the moment, and. Uh, I, I think we made a proactive move when we saw uh, the, the three um, uh, original members uh, leave the conference and move over to the Big 12 by adding uh, a great group of six new members that came on board, one of which we're kicking the day off with, uh, Charlotte, here today. Uh, that put us in a place uh, where we could be in the driver's seat as opposed to reacting. And so we've been very strategic about taking our time, being re very reflective, analytical uh, about the options that we have in front of us. I think. You know, if we'd, we'd like to see us be able to get to 14 at some point so that uh, we can uh, be a little more strategic from a scheduling standpoint uh, with football in particular. Uh, but we're being very methodical about it, and I hope sooner rather than later we're going to be able to uh, lay out some options here. And I want to ask you uh, I want to ask you about uh, just some things overall at the university. Uh, we just had the budget. Uh, ECU did very, very well in the budget. We had a great budget year. Uh, I heard that you had uh, Representative Jason Sane on a little while ago. He's got the wrong colors on today. Well, we're going to help him with that. He's been here a couple of other times in his purple and gold. I know yeah. that'll be tough. We've got Senator Jim Perry, who just walked up, standing over there in the corner. Uh, great leader, did great things for East Carolina University and uh, in the legislative session this year. And uh, he's a huge supporter of us in eastern North Carolina. Uh, and uh, we did have a good year for Eastern North Carolina this year in the General Assembly, and it's thanks to the people like those I just mentioned that led the charge for us to make that happen. And back to Scott Shook here, because it always is back to Shook. Uh, he, he told me it would be wise to ask you about NC Cares, also just the outreach to high schools in the region as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the legislature made a historic investment in a project called NC Care. It's a, a, a vision focused on investing in rural health care in eastern North Carolina. And uh, that's what we do, uh, by the way, at ECU. That's what we were built for. Uh, that is what our mission was designed to do, uh, was to help the people of eastern North Carolina. And so uh, we're uh, focusing our time and our attention on um, student success, public service, and regional transformation. And uh, from a recruitment standpoint, uh, we've 
we've turned it around. First time since I've been here, we've had a 4% increase in new students coming in the door at ECU, 11% increase in uh, out-of-state students, and uh, retention rates are as high as they've been since COVID at 82%. Had a record year in fundraising, $95 million, most wow. ever raised in one year, and That's a record amazing. year in research. Uh, not to mention we increased nearly 40 points in the U.S. News and World Report rankings, so a lot going in the right direction. All right, there we go. <laughs> Speaking of phone calls, I got one during the interview. So that <laughs> popular uh, man awesome. to P man. Well, this was uh, ECU football related. Somebody before somebody uh, bypassed the uh, the hotline number and went right to the P man. That's what happened. I'm 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 not quite where Henry is. Where everybody in Greenville has my number, but a lot of people do. Um, Gre- uh, Philip Rogers, though, amazing. Uh, I, I am a big Philip Rogers fan, and I think uh, he is uh, the right leader at the right time for the university. I really believe that. So I'm uh, uh, just great to have him on. He's got a great vision. He's already done a lot of things that maybe, uh, you know, it, the, the reality is this. It's a college campus, and there is a certain vibe around a college campus. You can't turn it into um, – uh, what is the name of that uh, real conservative thing in Michigan uh, University? I mean, you can't turn it into anything like uh, that. It's just just the nature of of college uh, campi, and uh, that's that's sort of the way it is. Um, but I think he has done a lot to to get the right people in and and uh, get some people who may have been uh, problematic uh, out. And uh, he's he's a supporter of athletics. I, I don't think you see the level of support for a sport like basketball without Philip Rogers, uh, you know, being as a big part of that and being a fan of basketball. And, uh, so I, I think that is, you know, why my, maybe not hand in hand. It's certainly something that, uh, he is behind and wants to see that sport, uh, thrive. Uh, in fact, Pilk, we got our first basketball game two weeks from uh, yesterday. Um, it'll be at, uh, seven o'clock. And uh, that will be uh, that'll be a big day. We're, we're looking forward to that. Um, we'll probably I'll do the show because of the way we do it now that day. But uh, Pilk, you may have to kind of get us home on the uh, on the back half there. Sounds good. So yeah, uh, and I got to talk to you about some other dates coming up in November, Pilk. So all right, uh, it is our uh, Patrick Johnson show here. We're going to take a, a final break. And then our our penultimate break, make that. And then we'll come back and uh, we will uh, wrap this puppy up, get you set for the Steve Logan appearance tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show. Looking forward to that. We'll be right back right after these words on 94.3 The Game, 94.3thegame.com, and the IBX Media app. Stay tuned. We'll wrap it up right after this. Hey, I'm Gray Fussell. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. All right. Uh, thanks today to Coach Houston on the Houston Huddle. It was great to have uh, on with us the other week. Uh, last Saturday, Chancellor Rogers. Tomorrow, uh, we have Steve Logan joining us. We usually have Doug Martin, but he's got some uh, family matters he's attending to. So uh, Coach Logan has graciously uh, agreed to join us. 
So a, a preview of the Logan Zone. We'll talk uh, football, college football, UCU football, maybe even a little NFL. All with Steve Logan tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson uh, Show. Thanks to Philip the Rep Pilkington. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Talk of the town at 7 o'clock, 1037-963, and then back here at 5 for the PJ Show. Have a hey, great, great evening, Russell, everybody. Four-generation winemaker at Duple Winery and ECU Columbus. We've recently added two new fantastic blends to our wine list,